0: Welcome to Reach MD. This medical industry feature titled, Emerging Therapies for EGFR Exxon 20 Insertions, Mobocertinib, is sponsored by Takeda.
1: Hello, and welcome to the second podcast in the Uncommon Mutations in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer series. My name is Dr. Joel Neal. I'm an associate professor in the Division of Oncology at the Stanford Cancer Institute at Stanford University in Palo Alto. My primary clinical interest is in thoracic oncology, also known as lung cancer. In addition to maintaining an active practice, I focus on the design and conduct of clinical trials involving targeted therapies and immunotherapy for lung cancer and mesothelioma. Today, it's my pleasure to be joined by Dr. Alex Spira. Dr. Spira is a clinical assistant professor at Johns Hopkins and is co-director of the Virginia Cancer Specialist Research Institute. His research interests are focusing on studying personalized medicine in lung cancer and other types of cancer. Together, we will review the Mobocertinib exclaim data in patients with EGFR exon 20 insertions, highlight Mobocertinib's efficacy and safety data, and discuss Mobocertinib's approved U.S. indication. Dr. Spira, welcome to the Emerging Therapies for EGFR exon 20 Insertions, Mobocertinib podcast.
2: Thanks, Dr. Neal. I'm happy to be here.
1: Many listeners, especially those who tuned into the first podcast, may already know about the different non-small cell lung cancer subtypes and driver mutations, like the EGFR on 20 insertions. Testing a diagnosis and progression is critical for patients with EGFR on 20 insertions, as they may not respond to classical EGFR TKIs, or tyrosine kinase inhibitors. To better understand the structural and physiological changes that occur in EGFR because of exon 20 insertions and why therapies don't work as well in these patients compared with patients uh, with other EGFR mutations, check out the first podcast. So Dr. Spira, how do you approach treating patients with non-small cell lung cancer with EGFR exon 20 insertions?
2: Great question. Until recently, there were no treatment options specifically targeting EGFR exon 20 insertion positive non-small cell lung cancer, creating a high unmet need for targeted therapies that could potentially improve outcomes over conventional treatments. Median overall survival for patients with EGFR exon 20 insertions is less than half that of patients with common EGFR mutations, 9.2 versus 25.6 to 30.2 months when treated with classical EGFR TKIs. As for progression-free survival, we see a median PFS of less than three months, and looking at overall response rate, we see a response rate of less than 10% when the patients are treated with classical EGFR TKIs. There have been recent advances in providing therapies specific for this patient population. Amivantamab, a bispecific monoclonal antibody directed against EGFR and MET, was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in May of 2021 for the treatment of adult patients with locally advanced or metastatic non-small cell lung cancer with EGFR exon 20 insertion mutations as detected by an FDA-approved test, whose disease has progressed on or after prior platinum-based chemotherapy. Most recently, in September 2021, mobocertinib was approved by the FDA for the same indication. These therapies are approved under accelerated approval based upon overall response rate and duration of response. Continued approval for this indication may be contingent upon verification and description of clinical benefit in confirmatory trials. The FDA also approved the Oncomine DX target test as a companion diagnostic to identify patients with EGFR exon 20 insertion positive non-small cell lung cancer. We now have options to treat patients with non-small cell lung cancer with EGFR exon 20 insertions specifically, whereas patient outcomes were generally poor with classical EGFR TKIs. It's
1: exciting to hear about these new options for patients who have had so long an unmet need. Dr. Spira, let's take a closer look at this latest approved drug, bovocertinib. Tell us about how it works.
2: Bobocertinib is a first-in-class oral EGFR TKI that was uniquely designed to address the limitations of classical EGFR TKIs for this patient population. It targets EGFR exon 20 insertions and has shown preclinical selectivity over wild-type EGFR. So now that we are familiar with mobocertinib, what can you tell me about the EXCLAIM study, Dr. Neal? Well,
1: approval was based on the international, open-label, multi-cohort clinical trial which included a pooled subset of 114 patients with egfr exon 20 insertion mutation-positive metastatic or locally advanced non-small cell lung cancer that progressed on or after platinum-based chemotherapy. The median number of prior therapies patients had received was two, but ranged from one to seven. Patients received mobocertinib, 160 milligrams orally once daily until disease progression or intolerable toxicity. The major efficacy outcome measure was overall response rate according to response evaluation criteria in solid tumors, or RESIST 1.1, as evaluated by blinded independent central review, or BICR. Additional efficacy outcome measures included duration of response by BICR.
2: And what kind of activity did we see with mobo in this trial?
1: The confirmed independent review committee assessed overall response rate, which was the primary endpoint, was 28%, and the median duration of response was 17.5 months, with 59% of patients having a duration of response greater than or equal to six months. Investigator-assessed overall response rate was 35%, with a median duration of response of 11.2 months. It's also worth noting that 63% of these patients had observed responses lasting longer than six months. Dr. Spira, can you give us a brief overview of mobocertinib safety profile.
2: The mobocertinib U.S. prescribing information includes a boxed warning for QTC prolongation and torsade de points and warnings for interstitial lung disease, pneumonitis, cardiac toxicity, diarrhea, and embryo-fetal toxicity. Mobocertinib can cause life-threatening heart rate, corrected QT or QTC prolongation, which includes torsades, which can be fatal, and requires monitoring of QTC and electrolytes at baseline and periodically during treatment. Increased monitoring frequency in patients with risk factors for QTC prolongation. The safety of mobocertinib was evaluated in a subset of 114 patients with EGFR exon 20 insertion mutation positive, locally advanced, or metastatic non-small cell lung cancer who received prior platinum-based chemotherapy. The most common adverse reactions reported in more than 20% of patients were diarrhea, rash, nausea, stomatitis, vomiting, decreased appetite and weight, paronychia, cough, fatigue, dry skin, pruritus, and musculoskeletal pain. Permanent discontinuation occurred in 17% of patients who received mobile Adverse reactions requiring permanent discontinuation of mobile in at least 2% of patients were diarrhea and nausea. Dose reductions of Mobocertinib due to an adverse re- reaction occurred in 25% of patients. The adverse reaction requiring dose reduction in greater than 5% of patients was diarrhea.
1: Can you provide any information on managing
2: the Mobocertinib
1: related gastrointestinal or GI adverse reactions?
2: Well, we know that GI toxicities are commonly observed in the EGFR TKI class and are thought to be associated with the off-target binding of wild-type EGFR in the GI mucosa. Specifically, in the subset of 114 patients who had previously received platinum-based chemotherapy, at least one GI toxicity was observed with mobocertinib in most patients, with the majority of those events being low-grade in severity. Diarrhea occurred most often during the first week of treatment with a median time to resolution of two days for all grade diarrhea and 6.5 days for grade three diarrhea. Diarrhea was managed with anti-diarrheal medication in 74% of patients, most commonly l- loparamide-containing medications. Diarrhea-related discontinuation rates were 4% and dose reduction was 11%. It's important to recognize early signs of GI toxicities. Diarrhea should be treated promptly Monitor electrolytes and withhold, reduce the dose, or permanently discontinue mobocertinib based upon the severity of diarrhea. See the full prescribing information for recommended dose modifications related to mobocertinib adverse events.
1: Can you provide any information on managing the mobocertinib-related skin adverse reactions?
2: Types of skin toxicities observed with Mobocertinib were consistent with those previously reported with the class of EGFR TKIs and characterized by a low frequency of grades three or four toxicity. Most skin related toxicity events were low grade in severity, and no serious cutaneous adverse events have been observed. Skin related toxicity started within the first two weeks of treatment and resolved in approximately 11 weeks. Most were managed with skin care and proactive use of topical cortic- corticosteroids or antibiotics can you tell us a bit more about managing the qtc
1: prolongation as well
2: it's important to assess qtc and electrolytes at baseline and correct abnormalities in sodium potassium calcium and magnesium prior to initiating mobocertinib monitor qtc and electrolytes periodically during treatment increase monitoring frequency in patients with risk factors for QTC prolongation, such as patients with congenital long QT syndrome, heart disease, or electrolyte abnormalities. Avoid use of concomitant drugs that are known to prolong QTC interval. Avoid concomitant use of strong or moderate cytochrome P450 3A inhibitors with mobocertinib. Withhold, reduce the dose, or permanently discontinue mobocertinib based upon the severity of QTC prolongation.
1: So how would you summarize the main points of today's conversation for our listeners?
2: So until recently, there were no treatment options specifically for targeting EGFR exon 20 insertion positive non-small cell lung cancer, creating a high unmet need for targeted therapies that could potentially improve outcomes over conventional treatments. And Mobocernib is FDA approved for the oral treatment of adult patients with EGFR exon 20 insertion positive non-small cell lung cancer, whose disease has progressed on or after prior platinum-based chemotherapy.
1: Thank you, Dr. Spira for a great discussion and your insights on the emerging therapies for EGFR exon 20 insertions,
2: specifically
1: focusing on mobocertinib.
2: Absolutely, Dr. Neal, thanks for having me. It was my pleasure and always good to do this with you.
1: It's always a pleasure to work with you too.
2: And thank you to our listeners
1: for joining us for this last episode of the Uncommon Mutations in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer podcast series.
0: Dr. Neal and Dr. Spira are paid consultants of Takeda. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for your clinical knowledge or professional judgment. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenter and Takeda and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the HCP's institution or practice. Dr. Neal's and Dr. Spira's contributions to this podcast were not part of their duties or responsibilities to Stanford University and Virginia Cancer Specialists, respectively. This program was sponsored by Takeda. If you missed any part of this discussion, visit ReachMD.com industry feature. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.